Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, here's Terry. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company's Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. We are broadcasting live today from the Slow Burn uh, Cigar Lounge in uh, Parker. And my understanding, it's the only cigar lounge in the area. The owner is a huge, well, the owners, uh, Kevin and, uh, was it Kevin? No, Devin. Devin and, and Tyler were, Lyle, I'm going to get this right. I guess, you know, I, I got, you know, it's, it's Lyle and Devin, and they're going to, you're going to stuff me in the private club here in a minute. Leave me there. But they're cigar aficionados, and there wasn't anything down here. So so Lyle's wife told him, she goes, build one. And here we are. I opened about two days ago. Two days. Two days ago. And here we are. And we're there. I'm just glad to be here. It's really, we're, we're right on Parker Road. If you're in the area, if you're around Parker Road, we're just one mile, one block north of Main Street in Parker. And it, the, the address is... Uh, uh, 10449 South Parker Road. We are, um, we're going to be here through the show. I always hang around for a little bit afterwards. Come on by and say hi. But if you're into cigars, come anytime. If you come in today and sign up, you get 10% off yeah. of, a, of a membership. So we're going we're gonna to tell you more about that later. Right now, I need to get to the phones because impatiently waiting to talk ice fishing in this cold weather is Mr. Nate Zielinski. Good morning, Nate. Good morning, Terry. How are you today? You know, I'm doing okay. Although one more quick note, I do have to make a note that uh, Lefty Cray, uh, his health has deteriorated, the famous fly fisherman, and he put out a letter to a bunch of us, and I'm going to put that letter on my Facebook page at Terry Wickstrom. It's up already. Karen says it's up. So why am I? It's up on our Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. So you may want to go read that. But anyway, Nate, that cold snap, I know there's still tons of open water fishing we're going to do. And I know that you're going to still do a lot of hunting, and all this is coming up. But it made us feel like we better start getting ready for ice fishing. Absolutely, Terry. You know, this is kind of the, the segment that we do every single year. Um, you know, the cold weather's in the air. I mean, we're on the second weekend of the second rifle combined, so we're, we're in the heart of hunting season. Um, obviously, walleye fishing is, is spectacular right now. I mean, pike fishing, everything's going strong. And, uh, you know, even though there actually is some ice, you know, extreme high country type stuff, it's not really <laughs> ice season yet, but... Boating is going to close in a lot of our mountain lakes uh, this coming week. So Tuesday of next week, at the end of the month, um, is where we're going to see a lot of the lakes shut down to boating. Just kind of, uh, you know, again, you have to check your local regulations to find the exact date uh, for the body of water you are. But so many of us miss the opportunity to pre-scout for ice. It's one of those things that it's boring. People don't like to go out and do it. Everybody tends to get lazy when it comes to this aspect. But all of a sudden, come ice fishing... I mean, I literally run the the fastest, most insanely awesome ice drill, this Jiffy Power drill in the world. And even with a great powered ice drill, I still hate to drill a million holes at the end of the day. I mean, it is what it is. If I can take a GPS, whether that's a GPS on my boat and I transfer the data, or I take a handheld GPS, or I take a phone, if you go out on your boat and you mark spots, you have the ability to walk right out to a given spot and drill one hole, maybe two, three holes, and literally be spot on and have a successful winter, opposed to not marking these spots and literally just walking around out on the lake trying to drill holes, trying to find a, a weed line or a point or a sunken island or whatever you're targeting that day, um, you know, a channel. 
it becomes very difficult when we don't have a game plan going forth on the ice. So I encourage everybody, especially everybody that has a boat or a friend that has a boat or a neighbor, try to get on the water before it freezes, especially those mountain lakes that are going to close the boating. You know, go out on lakes like 11 Mile and find that channel where the kokanee are going to be swimming. Find the weed lines where those big rainbows are. Find the big flat where the pike are going to be sitting. But literally, in the matter of minutes, by using a boat and GPS, you can literally plan your entire winter and save yourself a lot of the fatigue of drilling extra holes and more so scaring fish while drilling those extra holes. Um, so literally, to this weekend, while we have a few days left, it is all about building that game plan for ice. So spend a day, build a game plan, then you can go back out to open water, go back to hunting, and do everything else until that ice comes in a couple months. But uh, why the opportunity is here, I, I can't encourage enough for people to go out there, uh, build that library of GPS coordinates to where your ice season becomes much simpler uh, and less fatiguing. Well, I couldn't agree more. In fact, one of the fallacies of the people get that as soon as the lake freezes, they think the fish move. You know, once that water cools and it gets down in the 40s, um, the fish start heading to where they're going to winter. And they may not be exactly there, but they're going to be very close and moving towards it. And, and once it freezes, those fish don't do another migration. Now, during the winter, because oxygen levels could change, and in Colorado, level, uh, depth levels could even change, those fish may move for d different factors during the winter, but early ice especially, those fish are going to be where they were, and for a few reasons. There's obviously food. They found a comfort zone, uh, and then they're not going to get harassed for almost a month where you're getting between. You can get open water, uh, get a boat on, and when you can walk on the ice, and they're going to be ready to go. And if you can find them with the least amount of hassle and then be on top of them, usually that first ice bite, especially if you know where those fish were located before freeze-up is one of the best of the entire season. Absolutely. I mean, oxygen levels are good. Everything is extremely stable. There's been no noise. Uh, I mean, there there is no doubt. I mean, first ice is definitely that, that premium time. And, uh, you know, we always say first and last ice. And generally speaking, that first ice a lot of times is a little bit safer than that last ice. So uh, I put a lot of emphasis on the, the first two weeks of each body of water as they freeze up and become, you know, safe to walk on. So it's, uh, it's a major play to be prepared for that. Again, we see it all the time. You see guys drilling around and Again, whether you're hand-dogging, spud-barring, or have a power-auger, um, you know, you go out there, every person has that limitation, whether it's five holes, ten holes, twenty holes. But so many of us drill around, we don't find the ideal situation, and we still end up fishing just because, you know, we're anxious. We want to get a line wet. We don't want to drill any more holes. Um, so, again, you know, when you look at all the guys, you know, myself, and Bernie, and anybody that's on the, on the water ice, you know, Robbie Richardson, we all carry that GPS. Again, whether it's our phone or handheld, or we have an LCD, you know, that's on a sled or something. Uh, I mean, every one of us, I'd say it's shocking to find one of us that goes on the water without a GPS in hand. And that's what, what really makes a great day. Not so much that we have, you know, extra talent or, you know, knowledge. Really spot on spot. Through well, the wait a minute. It's, I do have thing. extra talent. What are you talking about? <laughs> <There you go. laughs> I Come didn't on. That. That's why I said the other ones of us don't have oh, that okay. talent. Oh, <laughs> okay. You, you have that talent. You know, speaking you know, that's of that. That's really what it is. I mean, the, the location is is 90% of the, the solution to catching fish in the winter. Um, and being able to walk right to that spot, you, you, there's just nothing you can say enough about it. I did a, a television show on using electronics to ice fish at Doughty Reservoir in Red Feathers. And I picked that because, obviously, it's a pretty easy lake. You could probably have some success just getting out there. But what I did was went out in a boat, marked some GPS, and I take you through using my handheld GPS. I found a rock 
that was in open water in a flat that I usually could catch a number of fish on, but they were always concentrated around that rock. Marked that rock, and then in the wintertime, took my handheld GPS or the GPS on a lot of the new um, ice fishing depth finders have GPS built in them too. Went right out to that spot, set up over that rock, and just slayed the fish. And didn't I drilled, I think, two holes that day. And that's so, it. And, you know, again, there's a, there's a symptom of lack of knowing. You know, it's not how you're drilling holes and all that can disturb a spot, especially if it's quiet water, especially if it's shallow water. Um, you know, and minimal holes is definitely going to create kind of that, that great ambience under the water. Uh, you can catch a lot of fish at the end of the day. And, again, it's, it's half with the fatigue, half with scaring the fish, half with more time to fish. You know, how many times do we go out on the lake and, you know, we drill holes for an hour trying to find uh, a very particular hidden spot? Um, and, like, you talk about 11 miles. This is one of those things that on a lake that has scuds, a, a shrimp-fed lake per se, you can go out on that, that inlet, say in front of Cross Creek, and you can get frustrated. You can drill hole after hole and say, 4 to 12 feet of water. And there's times where you have a weed mat literally all the way to the surface of the ice. And people give up. They hit those weeds and they're like, oh, everywhere I go there's weeds, you know, we're going to skip this. And all of a sudden you can find those little holes. I mean, sometimes these holes are 10 by 10 or 20 by 20. I mean, they're small little areas. But if you find that right hole and you, you drill that hole right on the edge of those weed lines on these little openings, um, it's unbelievable the size and the quantity of fish that will relate to those little openings or find a little channel amongst those weeds, uh, you know, just enough where these fish can migrate through there. Um, and it literally is a difference of, you know, a two-fish day to a 20-fish day or, you know, a two-pound fish to a 10-pound fish. Um, so it literally, you can't say enough about it, especially in areas where guys get frustrated. We see that a lot in the shallow lake. So 11 mile, we see a lot of frustration around the weeds. Uh, same thing at Lake John and, and Delaney Butte. Um, those are the type fisheries that with that, that vegetation, it's easy to get frustrated because you're constantly in the weeds and you don't know where those little holes are. And you might have to drill 200 holes before you find and stumble upon one of those openings as opposed to having that GPS. Once you find it now, it's going to be the same when it freezes and you'll have that success. And the same type of thing for walleye. Uh, you know, we have, luckily we have another month of boating on most of our walleye waters. Uh, but regardless, now's the time to, to start thinking about ice. You don't have to make a, a full-blown plan, but it's good to have in the back of your head when you find that perfect drop-off. Uh, you especially where it might be near, you know, an access to, to walk in or park a vehicle. Anytime you find those perfect drop-offs, um, you know, mark them on the GPS and just say, hey, this is going to be a quick reminder. This is a great spot for winter where I have, uh, you know, a very accessible, and the smaller the spot for me for walleye, the better. You get a lot of really big spots, um, and walleye can be so particular when they hunt on structure. If you have a, a big hump or a roadbed, you could be set up on that big piece of structure and 90% of your fish be 20, 30 feet away. And since these fish have that, that such kind of a accuracy when hunting, a lot of times they're not going to migrate around like a trout and come to you. So the smaller the spot for me walleye fishing is key. So if I can find a spot that's, you know, a small little rock pile, a really small hump, again, saying like a, a kitchen table under the water, those are the type areas where I know I can drill right on top of it. I know I can dominate that spot, and I know the fish can see my presentation from everywhere on that spot. And those are the keys to catching a lot of fish in the winter. So, you know, again, whether you're trout fishing, pike fishing, or like walleye, um, those are the type of things I'm looking for now. So instead of going off of a, a produced map, go out, look at the structure, understand the structure, ask yourself, where's the food approaching from? Where are the fish sitting? Um, and again, you can drill minimum holes, not scare anything, and really increase your success rate at the end of the winter. I mean, right now, uh, we're doing things as simple as scouting for our ice addiction tournaments. 
Uh, we released a schedule. The tickets are on sale for Ice Addiction now. Uh, you know, we're going to be having $25,000 in prizes, and we want to make sure that we have a grid that is number one suitable for a large crowd. We want everybody to have access to fish. We don't want half of our grid in our tournaments to be great producing and the other half be poor. So we're out right now scanning areas and actually creating our own maps. Uh, in preparation for those tournaments. So there's a, a lot of uses for the scouting. Uh, but regardless, now while it's easy on a boat, it's a whole lot easier to, to drive around and stare at a graph uh, and study the stuff than it is to hike around on the ice drilling holes. So now is your time to, to really prepare and get ready. And again, I know a lot of people blow it off, but the, the anglers that do this are the ones, generally speaking, that are going to be more successful this coming winter. I couldn't agree more, and I know I'm going to hate myself for this, but 30 seconds, <clears throat> we're supposed to be really nice tomorrow, and there's no, no Broncos game. If you were heading out to fish, where would you go? You know, it's going to be the last weekend before that storm, I would hit Spinney. I would go to Spinney Mountain Reservoir, targeting those big rainbows. Uh, that's going to close Tuesday. We have weather Monday, Tuesday, uh, Spinney Mountain Reservoir right now. You can have a 40 to 60 fish day on big rainbows. Uh, you know, fishing tube jigs and spoons in semi-shallow water is going to be the, the key to success there. All right, my friend, we will talk to you next week. Uh, get your scouting done and, and send me those GPS points. Yeah, absolutely, Terry. <laughs> All right, thanks, Nate. We'll talk to you soon. You bet. Nate Zielinski, always, always, always great. Terry Wickstrom out. By the way, before I even tell you who we're brought to by, we are out at um, the Slow Burn Cigar Lounge in Parker today. And I tell you what, if you're anywhere near Parker Road, we're right in the town of Parker, about a block north of uh, Main Street. Um, we're right on Parker Road. You can't miss us. But, or look it up on Facebook or on their webpage. Come on by and say hi. But more importantly, come by if you're a cigar aficionado. This has got this huge walk-in humidor. They have a public smoking area, a private s- cigar smoking area where you can have lockers, maybe keep a bottle of wine. You know, I would never do that, but some people might. I've been known to drink a glass of wine. That could happen. But it's just a great place. New owners, they're, they're really into it. They're passionate about what they're doing here. So stop by. And if you sign up for a membership, today you get 10% off. So come on in and check it out. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoke Fish Company's Smoked Salmon. The secret is in the fire. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer, we are broadcasting live from the Slow Burn Cigar Lounge on 10449 South Parker Road in Parker. I'll tell you a lot more about these people in just a few minutes, but right now I want to go right to the phones. And joining us is a professional walleye trail championship qualifier, rookie of the year, as a guide for the Fishful Thinker, Dan Swanson. Dan, the first thing I have to do is apologize. Anytime I schedule anybody after Nate, I never get to him on time. Yeah, that, and you always seem to schedule me after Nate, too, so that's interesting. Well, you're refreshing after Nate. We get good information. <laughs> We're going to make sure we get a good long segment out of it, though, I promise you, because I really want to, I really do want to, there's a couple things I really want to talk to you about. One is some current bites going on. Another thing I really want to talk to you about is the use of maps in electronics, how they've almost become what depth finders were 30 years ago. Um in a different way. So first of all, I know you've been out fishing lately on Boyd Reservoir, and I understand you've been finding some walleyes there. Yeah, Boyd Lake's been fishing pretty good the last couple of weeks. Um, I've done pretty well on on places where there's some, some drop-offs. Um, the fish seem to be holding either, they're either coming up on the flats to feed, 
or if they're not feeding immediately, they'll they'll be hanging on the edges, kind of on these really sharp breaks. And they're, you know, Boyd Lake looks like a, a, a big dish pan, but there's a couple places where there's some nice vertical breaks. And what we found pretty well is is uh, casting, holding the boat in deep water, say 25 feet or so, casting up onto the onto the flats, and with a jigging spoon, um, a blade bait like a Johnson pinfisher <laughs> or a jigging wrap style glide bait. Casting those up onto the flats and then and then snapping them all the way back to the boat and let them drop to the bottom. And once you get back to the boat, then just jig it up and down a few times. Um, my clients have been, have caught a number of fish in the you know the 15 to 18 inch range. Uh, we had a, a couple of days where we caught some good numbers. Um, one of uh, one of my clients' kids who had never caught a walleye before caught a 29 and a half incher on a blade bait. So um, yeah, that's almost criminal. You good. know that. I know that. Yeah, I know I mean, that. I've had that happen he, a couple of times. He's ruined for life now. You know how many I know. hours you, you and I spent on the water to catch something approaching 30 inches? But, you know, people, I think Boyd is, you and I used to know in the past, it was a tremendous big fish producer, and I think it kind of has fluctuated up and down. But the walleye population there seems to have really stabilized, and it does have a lot of year classes, doesn't it? It does. I'm catching, and the nice thing is, I'm catching fish from you know three inches up to thirty inches. So that tells you there's a really good population of fish in there, and that they're healthy. You know, and they talked about you know years ago, I wrote several chapters for the critical concept walleye books for in fishermen on fishing jigging spoons, and we talked a little bit about blade baits. They were kind of starting to make a comeback, and then the 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 uh, the glide baits like the Johnny Darter and the jigging wrap where I thought about is just ice fishing baits. But I think over the last 10 years, a lot of savvy tournament fishermen have used more blades and more of the, of the glide baits. But we're also seeing a lot of the spoons. But I think it's it was tough for a long time to get the general public to believe that fish would bite those in open water, wasn't it? It really was. And, you know, it's funny. I, I was looking at back at some notes I had on uh, I fished the Detroit River tournament like 15 years ago. And you remember uh, Chief Papineau, uh, Kim Papineau from years right. ago. He won the Detroit River Tournament in April on jigging wraps. So, so even 15 years ago, guys were using them. I, and I think know, they weren't talking about it as much as they do now. It kind of got out. Now everybody's a, now everybody's a big supporter, right? Once it find once it once yeah, it, oh yeah, absolutely. Once absolutely. it leaks out, but it is a great way to fish, and Boyd is a good place to go. You know, Boyd Lake right now for the average angler that doesn't want to get out in a boat and do this kind of fishing. Uh, a lot of trout available from shore this time of the year. But when you mentioned to me that you were keeping the boat in deep water and then you were accessing shallow water, well, you really don't want to drive up on those shallow spots and spook those fish. And I made a comment in the beginning, and this is going to carry into ice fishing too, where the GPS maps with the chips and with the self-made maps have gotten so good, they're kind of like what we originally had depth finders for, I mean, not the same use, but they've almost revolutionized fishing the same way, haven't they? Absolutely. And, you know, there are some fish finders where you can make your own maps live. I think uh, all the brands, Garmin, uh, Lowrance, Humminbird, you can all do, you can do your own live mapping and find these spots, but you can also get free downloadable maps from Lowrance um, and find those areas where these fish are holding. And like I said, they're, it's these vertical drops right now this time of year that the fish seem to be hanging on and looking and coming up to feed. And so now you don't have to drive onto those spots searching for those fish with your electronics. 
Not only that, but with a sharp break, you're not going to see as many fish on the side because the electronics just don't work well looking to the side unless you're using side scan type electronics, and not everybody has that. So if you have a map, you can hold off, assume the fish are there, and make the cast and work down those breaks. And what, the other thing we found is that casting angles, and I know Chad talks about this a lot, you know, the casting angles, angles as you're working these spots is important too. Casting up shallow, working it down the break, casting parallel to the break or, or where the drop-off is, caught a lot of fish that way, probably more so. And then once you've worked over those areas, now you can take the boat up into those shallow areas, cast out into the deeps, and work it back up the break. So yeah. every every different angle can, can have a different effect on how the fish bite. You know, Karen and I had a great example of that on horse tooth a month, couple months ago where we were fishing with one and a half, two and a half inch tubes rather, and we found the... Uh, we found the smallmouth bass holding along anywhere, uh, a, a drop that started from about five feet but fell into about 25 feet. And by casting deep into the shallow and working those tubes down, of course, Karen was kicking my butt, catching a smallmouth butt every time she got back to the boat. So I'm I not moved surprised the, by so that, by the way. Yeah, I know. So I moved the boat up shallow <laughs> thinking I'd have an advantage, and she still caught him. We actually both did, and we caught him both working up and down, and then we did work parallel. There was seemed to be kind of holding in 16, 17, actually. Then we worked parallel and picked up some more fish. So it really, really does help you. And before I let you go, we're going to steal a couple minutes from the next, next segment because I want to transition. You know I do a lot of ice fishing. And I have uh, some programs on my YouTube channel about how to use electronics. And I'll tell you, um, Nate and I were just talking about going out and scouting water you'll ice fish from a boat and how important it can be to mark that little spot on a spot that doesn't show up in a map. But some people aren't going to have the opportunity to get out in a boat. They either don't have a boat or they can't get to the lake they're going to ice fish in time to scout it before freeze up. These maps now have become so sophisticated, especially what you can download, that I could see going to a, an 11 mile or even a Chatfield for walleyes. And now I can see the kind of structure exactly where I expect those fish to be holding. And when I do find fish, I can easily go back to the map and identify other spots like that. And it just saves you so much time. I can tell you the guys in Minnesota are relying more on their maps than their depth finders now. Yeah, they really are, and what you're finding now is that, that your the regular graphs, the LCDs-type graphs, have gotten so much better than they were 10 years ago that they work extremely well on the ice. You don't have the issues with the screens um, running slow when it's cold and that sort of thing. So, so a lot of guys like you're talking about in Minnesota are actually taking the same stuff they have out in their boats and taking it out on the ice, and the advantage of that is now you have GPS and now you have the map and you can walk around with your portable case and find that drop-off, and know, and you can walk along and drill your holes along those edges. Um, so the, the maps are just invaluable in that, in that kind of situation. They sure are. And I'll tell you what, as we get closer to Christmas, I want to get you back on, and we're going to talk about you, uh, the kind of Christmas gifts people can buy for people along those lines. Dan, we're out of time, but I want to thank you for joining us. As always, great information. If people want to catch some walleyes, I think they need to get out on Boyd Reservoir. I think Boyd's fishing well, and I think Horstooth's going to pick up now, too, now that the water's cooled a bit. All right. Thank you. We'll talk to you again very soon, Dan. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. You, you bet.
We are broadcasting live from Slow Burn Cigar Lounge. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and tell you all about it. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. Dire Straits. You know, you're never going to get me. You go from the Eagles to Dire Straits. You want me to talk? Come on. <laughs> Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sportsman's Warehouse. They are America's premier outfitter. I am broadcasting live from the Slow Burn Cigar Lounge in Parker. Uh, we're at uh, 10449 South Parker Road. I'm going to be here at the end of the show. And, of course, I always hang around for a while afterwards. Stop by and say hi. But you don't need to stop by here to me to say hi. You need to stop and see this place. Um, we're gonna. Uh, I'm joined right now by Devin Graves. And, Devin, I, I got a serious question to ask you before we get into the place. Uh, Lyle one, always tells me he was the brains behind this place and the inspiration. It was just a wild thought. You're the one that really brought it together, right? Well, Lyle. We won't, we won't tell anybody. This is between you and I. You know, everybody needs to hang their sign on the wall. And Lyle is a great guy. And, you know, I, I'll let him have his head a little bit just so that, you know, we can keep the peace between us. <laughs> I'll tell you what, both of you guys, it's really been a pleasure meeting you. You, uh, I know you're fans of the show. You listen and everything. And we appreciate that. And what a great facility. Let's tell people what you've got here now. I mean, as you walk in. Uh, you've got the retail area here, a few little merchandise items and things, but then you've got this huge humidor. It, it, Lyle was saying that might be the only walk-in humidor in the area. Is that That's the way we understand. Yeah, it's a, and we keep it very well humidified in there. So your favorite cigar has got a nice, comfy place just waiting. It's going to enhance the flavor profile and and be a nice, slow burn. It, you know, everybody that enjoys a cigar knows that having a cigar is more of an experience, right? So that's what we really try to promote here is slow burn. It is a cigar experience. That's why we spent the time and energy and effort on uh, creating a fantastic lounge back there. Very comfortable. You know, you can catch your favorite college football on a day like today. Uh, you know, we got uh, the World Series going on. Uh, and then we also have some great Monday night football, some Sunday night football. So we've got these six big screens. So there's absolutely your favorite event is on the screen somewhere. Well, when you come in here, um, if you're if there, there's memberships, and we'll get to that in a minute. But if you just the retail is open to everybody, it is. Yes. And then this this outside lounge with the couches and the two big screen TVs. Yeah. You don't have to be a member. You can That's come correct. in here and enjoy your favorite cigar. Right. Of, by the way, what's your favorite cigar? You know, we have so many fantastic cigars. I have not smoked all of them, but uh, there's a couple of early favorites. And uh, Rocky Patel has some great uh, offerings, and uh, they're a great vendor for us. But my personal favorite today is the Christoph Maduro. I really love that cigar. it got such a great aroma to it, just a nice, easy, mild to medium smoke. Uh, and we've got some sample packs. If you're not sure which uh, cigar you want, grab a sample pack. You can get a little bit of, uh, a little bit of everything. Now, I just want to fan. this might be important later on, but Devin's favorite cigar is the Christoph, K-R-I-S-T-O-F-F. Yes. And that's your favorite. I would remember that if you're listening out there. It might be worth something in a little it while. It might be. Yeah. You never know. But now you come in here, you could buy the scars. You've got the huge humidor. You've got, and you guys are just great people to work with. Thank you. But then in the back, you have this huge, that's going to be a member's lounge. Yes, member's and, and, only private lounge. That's and correct. it's got lockers in it. Yes. You tell me that if I want, I could keep a bottle of wine in my locker or bring in a drink to have by, or food or whatever I hey, want. Hey, it's your locker. So uh, do you just uh, if you've got something that uh, you enjoy that you would well, want to Well, if I got this bottle experience. of like Opus One that's like $250 a bottle and I don't want right. my, have to share it with my wife. Right. 
I could probably leave it in the locker there, come in and have a glass of that with a good cigar, right? You know, you could, and it's, you know, it's nice and cool back there, so your wine's going to be nice and cozy just like your cigars in your locker locked away. There we go. But you do have soft drinks and coffee yes. and stuff back there. And like you said, the big screen TVs. So this, this place isn't meant to be just come in and find a cigar. This place is meant to come in and experience some cigars that you would really enjoy. Slow burn, right. as you said, take your time, whether it's in the public lounge area or you become a member. It's to come in here and experience cigars. It is. And, you know, we have some beautiful <laughs> sunsets in Colorado. So we've got the, the rear deck back there that's it's furnished as well. So if you want to go outside and it's a beautiful day, you want to watch that sunset or just experience some sunshine, you can do that as well. A couple things going on today. Um, you said something about catered lunch. You know, we've got a great uh, gentleman coming out here, the Fresh Greek. He's going to be out here with his, uh, his mobile, uh, mobile food truck, and he's going to be providing lunch starting here in just a little bit. And he's going to be here for quite a while, so come on out. Enjoy some very fresh Greek. Uh, free lunch. It's on us. Uh, come in, check out the uh, the lounge, both the humidor and the the, the uh, private lounge in the back. We'll give you the grand tour. You make your decisions as to how you want to take it from there. We've got some great college football going on and just some, uh, some great people to spend some time with. All right, and the address is 10449 South Parker Road. We're in Parker, just a block north of Main Street. You can't miss it. My truck's parked out. I'll be here for a while yet. And then if they come in today... You're going to give them 10% off a of membership. That's right. Yeah, we've got uh, several levels of membership. You can get a three-day pass. You can get uh, some monthly. You can get some annual. But what we're doing, since it is our grand opening, Terry, we're offering 10% off of your membership if you get that today. And uh, we also give a 10% discount for veterans uh, and for uh uh, first responders. So we want to really say thank you to those folks. So we can get you, uh, we can get you that membership and get 10% off uh, for your uh, veterans and your first responders. And membership has its privileges as well. So there's some special things that go with the membership, not just access to the lounge, but some actual privileges inside the store for some some purchases and some uh, specials as we go through the seasons all right well i better get back to the outdoors but guys come on down i'll be broadcasting i'll hang around for a while come down and see us Devin, thank you for joining us on the air hope we get a lot of people down here <coughs> Good excuse me a couple notes real quick uh, lefty cray the famous fly fisherman is uh his health is failing. He's 92 years old. Hopefully he's still going to be around for a while. But we always used to see him. Lefty and I used to get together every year, at least once a year. And I'm going to miss seeing Lefty. And, uh, and, but we're going to post a letter. Uh, you should follow us on Facebook anyway, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook, because everything that's going on in the show, we kind of give you a heads up and we give you access to podcasts and video on there. But we're going to post a letter that Lefty posted to the public. He wanted us all to get it out and tell the people how much he thanks everybody for the incredible life he has to live. So we'll post that, a link to that letter on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. In fact, it's already up already. Karen's all over it. The other note I want to make is I want to say happy birthday to uh, Terry Wickstrom Jr. Um, I think he is only like, he must only be like 25 because I'm only like, 45 or something but i think he's a little older than that but he's getting to be an old man in fact i'm seeing some gray on it but happy birthday son i love you terry wickstrom outdoors is brought to you in part by sportsman's warehouse america's premier outfitter all right this is terry wickstrom broadcasting live from the slow burn cigar lounge in parker we're at 10449 south parker road i'll be around for a little while yet they have a 
Greek food truck showing up. There's going to be free lunch here. Um, they have a huge walk-in humidor. Um, just tremendous. Um, also want to mention that Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company, Smoked Salmon. And joining us to talk fishing is Ronnie Castiglione. And Ronnie, before we get to the fishing part, I know you're a big fan of Honey Smoked Salmon. I've got it in the fridge right now, Terry. Actually, I was eating it last night. Now that you mention it, I love that stuff. That stuff's healthy for you. Uh, you know, it has all those really good uh, fatty acids that you need for, for good cardiovascular health. It's high in protein, and it's very, very low in sodium. And that's something that people don't realize about that honey smoke, Terry, because a lot of other salmon, like smoked salmon and cured salmon and lox and things like that, are super, super high in sodium. So that honey smoke is not. That's one of the reasons I love it, Terry. Oh, and it's fantastic. Now, a lot of people don't know, in addition to being a professional angler, you are a... Um, you were, well, you've gone to culinary school. You were a chef for many years. Do you have any special uses? Do you eat the honey smoke right out of the bag, or do you like to put it as an ingredient? You know, I, I do both, Terry. And I, when I'm eating honey smoke, I'm trying to eat healthy more often than not. So I do like to put it on a salad or something real simple like that. But more often than not, Terry, I'm eating it on a cracker, and I have some sort of a, a Greek cheese or something like that spread that's going in on the cracker, and I'm just putting the honey smoke on top of it and uh it's wonderful, Terry, just the way it is. You don't really have to do much to it. Oh, that sounds good. Maybe some feta cheese and honey smoke. That might, that might be my appetizer tonight with a bottle of Pinot Noir. Let's talk some fishing, Ronnie, though. Um, I know that this time of the year you start really targeting the rainbows. And just, you know, to set the background, up and down the front range, these lakes are heavily stocked both spring and fall because the water's cooler. And I also know that um, as the water cools down in the fall, you really start concentrating because these fish, a lot of these stock fish are holdover fish for years. And because of the bait populations in these front range lakes, you catch some extremely large trout. Um, you want to talk about a couple new baits from Berkeley that I can understand that they're going to be fantastic. One is the, the Cutter 90 in a four inch and the other is the new Maxent, which I've been fishing with. I think is phenomenal. Tell me how are you using those and approaching the trout? Well, you know, this time of year, Terry, it tends to be that I'm catching my trout one of two ways. It's either on a jerk bait that I'm casting at them or potentially trolling behind the boat, or it's on a jig with a minnow-type bait on it. You know, and for years and years and years, it's been the gulp minnow that I've utilized this time of year. But that new power bait, Max Scent uh, Minnow, that thing's pretty cool, Terry. We've had a chance to get out and fish that a few times now, and I can tell you, we took it up to North Park, and the trout absolutely jumped all over that thing. They hadn't seen it before, and they were all about eating that minnow. And that minnow's got some really neat features to it. One of the things I really like about it is, you know, it has that same kind of scent and, and profile that the gulp minnow has, but it doesn't dry out, Terry, so it can you can be pre-rigged in the boat, ready to go for you. It can sit on the rod, you know, in the rod locker all day, and it's not going to dry up. And it's going to be ready to go, which that was always one of the you know downfalls with the gulp is that it could dry out really easily. The other thing I like about it, Terry, is that it's really, really supple. The bait has a lot of action to it. It has way more action than, like, the three-inch gulp minnow. This four-inch flat-nosed minnow that we've been using, it's really, really snaky, Terry. When you rip that thing through the water, it snakes around a whole bunch and has a whole lot of action to it. That's a bait that people really want to get their hands on. And that bait's also going to be excellent once we get to ice season, Terry, once we start 
hit through the ice, I'm pretty sure that that four inch power max, uh, power bait max scent minnow is gonna gonna pay the bills this year, Terry. So I'm excited about that. Now the other one we mentioned real fast hey, Ronnie, was that cutter. Before you get to that, I keep forgetting we got to give away a gift card. We have a Sportsman's Warehouse gift card that we didn't do an Ask the Expert today. So if you were paying attention the last segment, if you can tell me Devin's favorite cigar, you have to text that. Text that to 303-713-1043. You first one to text Devin's favorite cigar from the Slow Burn Cigar Shop gets a $25 gift card to Sportsman's Warehouse. Sorry about that, Ronnie. My fault. I kept forgetting right, to tell people. But you talked about, nope. before you get on to the cutter, I want to mention sure. um, uh, that, 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 gold, that, uh, power, that Max Scent Minnow. I fished with those and along with some plastic worms in Minnesota. If you go back to my Facebook page uh, a few months, a couple months ago, you're going to see a video and, um, and some tips on those, those baits. I couldn't agree with you more about the suppleness. We actually had one that we put on uh, a jig head on noon the day before in a 90-degree sun, and it was as supple the next morning, caught my first fish on it, as it was when we put it on. Yeah, it's really unique. Just uh, the material that they've come up with, the way they're you know created these little micro holes inside of the soft plastic, and that's what the juice is held in. It also makes that bait real, real supple because it has those little empty cavities in it. Uh, I think people are going to absolutely love those baits once they can get their hands on them. From what I'm told, they'll be in a lot of the stores here just shortly. They'll be around uh, locally, and we'll be able to get them at places like Sportsman's Warehouse and stuff like that really, really soon, Terry. But for now, you can get them on Berkeley's website. You can go straight to them, and you can order them right now. Uh, the other bait that I did want to mention, to Terry, was that, that Shallow Cutter 90. And and, you know, this time of year, I definitely like throwing jerk baits at fish, especially when they're up chasing bait. Um, I really like shallow running jerk baits. And I, I like the old original Cutter 90, but that bait, you know, on a long cast would work its way down to five or six feet deep carry. And there's a lot of times that I want that jerk bait to be, you know, in the top one to two feet of the water column. This new shallow Cutter 90 best I can tell, it runs about a foot, maybe a foot and a half deep, Terry, no matter how far you cast and how fast you reel it. That's as deep as that thing goes. That's an outstanding bait for this kind of fishing that we're doing right here today, Terry. If fish come popping to the surface, you can make real long casts with that Cutter 90 because it has a lot of weight to it, but it's going to run really, really shallow, work that thing real fast and aggressive, and you will absolutely catch fish on it. No doubt about it, Terry. Well, and I think a great point is a lot of times in the past, we might have even thrown a surface bait at some of these fish, but you get a little choppiness on the water, and sometimes a surface bait can get lost. People don't realize a suspending jerk bait that's a foot or two deep, it gets below that choppiness. It's very visible to the fish, yet even when they're fishing close to the surface, it's still above them, which is such a key to getting them to strike. Yeah, and when we took it up to North Park and we fished North Delaney with it, Terry, it was very, very noticeable that I could run that jerkbait right across, across the top of those grass flats. And I wasn't having any problem because that bait doesn't dive deep enough to get into that grass. And I was absolutely catching fish on the edge of that stuff and suspending that bait and letting it sit there, and they were coming up and blasting it. Um, but it was very noticeable to me. Other times I've gone up there and I've thrown other jerkbaits in the past, and they've gotten into that grass a whole lot because they just dove too deep. But this new shallow cutter 90, Terry, that thing dives just about a foot. And sometimes that's what you need, Terry. It's just only that foot. All right. Ronnie, we got to go. But if 30 seconds, if somebody was getting out tomorrow is going to be a good day, where should they go fishing? 
Uh, you know, the high mountain lakes, I think you only have maybe a week or two more that you're going to be able to get up to some of those lakes, Terry. So I would definitely suggest taking the opportunity, heading up to North Park. I think Spinney's going to close here at the end of the month, so it's a good call to get into South Park as well and get on that lake. Horse tooth. Horse tooth fishing pretty good today, although we've been kind of tunnel visions on looking for trout, Terry, and we did get one nine-pounder just before I called in, so we've got one real big fish that came to the boat already, um, but they've been relatively tough today, so, you know, that's that's just the first one. I'm looking for a lot more of them to start showing up here soon. All right, Ronnie, thanks a lot. We will talk to you next week, a couple weeks. Thanks, Ronnie. Thanks, Terry. Have a good one, buddy. You bet, Ronnie Castiglione. I tell you what, we're uh, ending the broadcast. I am out at the Slow Burn Cigars Lounge here in Parker. This is the only cigar lounge in Parker, Colorado. The two owners started it because nobody else would, and they wanted to smoke their cigars. Now, they're passionate about it, so they want to share it with you. So you get out here today. They've got a public smoking area. They've got a private lounge area for members only. There's a variety of memberships, 10% off on a membership today. I think catered lunch is going to stay start here in just a little bit, so I'll probably be around for a long time because they know I love free food. And come out and say hi to me. Um, but come on out. It's a huge walk-in humidor. We're at 10449 South Parker Road. If you're in the area, stop by and see us. Of course, listen to us every Saturday from 9 to 11 on Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Follow us on Facebook, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Everything we do with this radio show, we focus right on Facebook. Thanks to Kyle. Thanks to Karen. Thanks for everybody for making me look good. Coming up sports on 104.3 The Fan. And she's